Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Pushkin. Hey, Eddie here. Before we get started, I wanted you to know that you can listen to Car Show ad-free by becoming a Pushkin Plus subscriber. You'll also get access to detours, bonus episodes of Car Show where we go for extended drives, play outtakes, and more. Find Pushkin Plus on the Car Show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. So all I have right now is a 2014 BMW X1. And now most people would say that's perfectly sufficient, but I wouldn't say that. You would, no, no, <laughs> you would not say that. Um, it, I have tried it on a airport run for a holiday with my, you know, uh, with my new plus one. So <laughs> three of us. And it was, you know, the amount of, I had totally underestimated the amount of stuff that now. I mean, this is not in the last ten years. The amount of stuff must have doubled that you're required to carry with you, and the seats, the car seats, are just ginormous. They're I mean, huge. They're, yeah, they're they're fortress like. They're fortress like. So yeah, so I clearly what I have right now is insufficient. That's me and Malcolm Gladwell a couple of months ago, talking shop, just like we always seem to do. Talking shop is actually how we met. I still remember when I got that first call from him a few years ago. I was sitting at my desk in Ann Arbor as editor-in-chief of Car and Driver when my phone rang. I heard the dulcet tones. Malcolm introduced himself as a reader, 
which I could hardly believe, because I was, at that very moment, breaking apart an Oreo with my teeth. There was no way this mental giant read car magazines. I was also prejudiced to believe that all intellectuals hated driving and thought all cars were yellow with a light on top. But this Canadian kid impressed me. He was talking torque curves and limited slip differentials. He said he was doing a show on unintended acceleration for the first season of his podcast, Revisionist History. Did we at Car and Driver want to be featured on it? We sure did. Altman hits the brakes, firmly, smoothly, easily. We come to a halt. The throttle's open. But now it was my chance to return the favor. Malcolm needed my guidance. He needed to know... How do I effectively move around a young family and all the stuff that comes with it? Malcolm had just become a father and couldn't decide what kind of car to get for his family. His small, first-generation BMW X1 SUV may have been perfect, ideal even, for a bachelor. But if you're hauling kids in their tackle, a glorified hot hatchback like the X1 isn't going to cut it. So I had to parachute in there. And by parachute, I mean pack my stuff into a minivan in Detroit and drive 600 miles east to meet Malcolm in Hudson, New York, home to the Pushkin offices. And together, we would go on a quest to find Malcolm a car for the pastoral life with a child. Maybe even two eventually. There's a great P.J. O'Rourke line. He says, having one kid is like having a dog. Having two kids is like having a zoo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, everything's exponentially greater. You have to have way more stuff. And yeah, if you're flying and getting the whole family packed up to go on an airplane, you need your car seat for the plane and for the cab and all that. And you need your stroller and you, there's just so much stuff. It's like packing a small army. Here's my worry. My worries are as follows. I'm totally spoiled by that. I love this car to death, my X1. Yeah. Um, it has that beautiful, creamy inline six. And it has the hydraulic steering. It's got like right. old school. The steering on this car is so beautiful. And every time I get into any other car, regardless of the price, I don't think it steers as well as my as my X1. So I'm resigned to the fact I'm surrendering. So that's a hard thing to give up for sure. Um, but, you know, deciding which way to go for a people mover, for a family car, for, you know, something that has a lot of space, it's really sort of a deep psychological question. It is. I'm Now, I'm a child of, as, as I'm sure all, every member of my generation is, I'm a child of the station wagon. Yeah. As I'm sure you were. I was. Wait, what, was, what were your family wagons? Uh, uh, Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser. Uh-huh. That was the biggie with yeah. the slide-out tailgate. Oh, I and, remember that. And yeah. the, you know, the, the rear-facing third row where you could put the window down and inhale the exhaust and you could, you know, make faces at the serial killers behind you. <laughs> so unsafe. <laughs> and, uh, and my mom never got a minivan. Our car growing up, our family wagon was a, uh, in the beginning was a Peugeot 404. So, yeah, I mean, our moms drove wagons, our parents drove wagons, but then yeah. the minivan revolution came and sort of reordered the, the family car universe. Now, in one fell swoop, the Chrysler minivan destroyed the uh, the station wagon market. But then the station mar- then the minivan market itself got destroyed by the SUV, and so 
that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at these three formats, yeah. like the evolution of the family car from the station wagon to the minivan to the SUV. Which one is best for you? For me. So we have what? We have a, we have a representative of each class. Yes, we have a so new. So I'm not committing to these particular cars. I'm, we're just trying to choose the class. That's right. We're just towing into the frigid waters of automotive responsibility here. It's a tough adjustment for a guy who has an addiction to performance cars and the speeding tickets to prove it. So I used a categorical approach. Positioning his options not as specific cars, that might be too depressing, but in the abstract. The question is cautiously broad. Where on the family car evolutionary ladder will our test subject, Malcolm, land? Will he go retro and choose a wagon like his parents did? Or will he partake of the other options in the marketplace, the minivan or the SUV? We have three vehicles for you to check out. Okay. Okay, the first is the Kia Carnival. Oh, yes. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. I have, I have, I have been looking at them online. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Furtive, furtively? Fur, furtively. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea that it doesn't, it's a minivan that doesn't look like a minivan, which is, you know. But it's all minivan. I mean, you're going to see. I can't wait for your experience with it all right. and your reaction. The second is the wagon. The thing the minivan killed, the wagon that we have, is a Volvo V90 Cross Country. Ah, so this is the jacked up one. Yes. Yeah. They're all sort of jacked up. They all want to be SUVs now. They all have kind of exaggerated fenders, higher ride heights. You know, it's interesting because the way that the cargo area is packaged um, in wagons is usually pretty good for getting kid stuff in there because it's it's longer, it's generally wider, and it's it's more horizontal than vertical. And then we come to the SUV. The vehicle once used for rock crawling and mud bogging has been brought to heel. The modern day SUV is the de facto family car for many. But the one we're gonna drive today blurs the line between family car and granite bolide. It's the Mercedes AMG GLE 53, and it is very red, very fast, and very, very expensive. I'll give you my pre-ranking okay. of, of what I believe, a priori, what I believe my preferences will be. The one I'm most dubious of is the, the overpowered SUV. Um, it's mostly for kind of like symbolic sociological reasons. Perfect. I don't want to be the jackass <laughs> in the AMG, the, the GLE AMG, right? I briefly had a Boxster which was the most beautiful drive I've ever had. And I got rid of it because I was the jackass in the Boxster. <laughs> I didn't want to be the jackass in the Boxster. I understand that. <laughs> so I worry that jackass factor high. Um, also, I have run afoul of the police so many times up here. And the temptation to speed in this thing is going to be, I'm guessing, overwhelming. Second, I think I'm quite drawn to station wagons. They have great symbolic meaning for me. For me. I think they're immensely practical. Uh, I'm a little dubious of these newfangled Volvos. Um, I wouldn't mind something that was just a proper V6 or V8 in it. Um, and then I think I'm probably most enthusiastic about the prospect of a minivan. Interesting. Because 
the sort of underlying thing here is that we're going from the emotional to the rational. We're going from, you know, this crazy uh, steroidal Mercedes. It's all jacked up and it's got like, you know, nightclub lighting and everything and it's red through the the more rational station wagon where the, the cargo package is a little bit more sane and makes a little bit more sense. It's lower to the ground, but it's still fun to drive to the completely rational, which is the one box minivan, not fun. I have no uh, kind of status anxiety about driving a minivan. Well, here's a really interesting point. And Dan Neal from the Wall Street Journal makes it all the time. He says, minivans are symbols of virility. <laughs> Sports cars are not. <laughs> minivans mean you've had kids, you've reproduced. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. So that's our baseline. That's yeah. Those are your, your pre-existing biases. Uh, and you think you're a minivan man. I think I might be a minivan man, yeah. I'm Eddie Alterman, and this is Car Show, my podcast about why we drive, what we drive. On today's season finale, we ask the question, when it's time to trade in the fast car for a family car, which do you choose? SUV, minivan, or station wagon? Papa bear, mama bear, or baby bear? After the break, Malcolm and I hit the road with a shit ton of baby stuff in the back seat. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. 
J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. So here we are, me and Malcolm, two performance car guys evaluating family cars. Wintertime in Hudson, New York, is perhaps the perfect gray environment to prepare for the coming fatherly depressions ahead. The dead trees and the slick roads set an appropriately somber tone. Still, some fun must be forgiven. Oh, there it is. There it is. They are kind of rad looking. We give you the keys, Malcolm. First up is the Mercedes AMG GLE 53. List price, $77,000. Which sounds outlandish when you say it out loud. But this thing is loaded to the gunnels with leather, chrome, and technology. Forget heated or even cooled seats. The chairs in this Benz administer massages. That's right, massages. Sounds over the top, and it is, but it is also fairly representative of the new species of European SUV. Let's take a look. Um, Probably enough room for the stroller and all the baby. Well, these things are. Oh no, I see. The Mercedes trunk is lavishly trimmed in something that feels like wombat fur. There's a little chrome pull to access the spare tire well and little chrome tie downs for the rear netting. If you were to put a closet like this in your house, it would easily cost 77 grand given the richness of the materials. But it's no walk-in closet in here. The cargo volume is compromised by the forward-raking rear window. The whole car is rakish. It looks mean. It sits squat on huge 21-inch wheels and every surface seems to glint like a gem. Really rakes forward. Yeah, they're definitely sacrificing practicality for that, you know, a certain eagerness, aesthetic <laughs> eagerness. <laughs> forward rake. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think they're thinking more about the horsepower than they are about the number of children in the back seat. <laughs> I think so, yeah. There's no, Eddie, there's nothing about this. I couldn't even, if I arrived at home with this and I said to my partner, here's the, Here's our family car. What is it, what's family about this car? I don't know. It actually, now that I'm looking at it with this red paint job and the black interior, it's very kind of Marquis de Sade. <laughs> you know, it is not. It's this, dark. This, <laughs> <laughs> I would worry about the values of any child raised in this car. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're going to grow up to be psychopaths. 
No, these are I I I I think this is what I was saying before. I object to these overpowered. They're just they're just jackass cars. You say that now. But. <laughs> I haven't driven it. I, that's true. I have not driven it. We shoved producers Sam and Jacob in the back. They are not Baylor linemen. It was surprisingly tight back there. Well, that's interesting. We don't even have space for our... We're maxed out at four. Yeah, four and some microphones, and that's it. It's pretty tightly coupled. (laughs) As I said earlier, there's nothing family about this car. (laughs) That's nice. How do you like that Formula One steering wheel? You feel I think like, it's hideous. You feel like Lewis Hamilton? I feel. Like, <laughs> I think it looks like a. It looks like a um, video game control box. Yeah. I think we should go for a little drive. Yeah. Let's do it. So even this steering, to, for my like, for my liking, it's too light. Right. I just don't. I. I'm just thinking to my little battered. You know eight-year-old X1, and it's just so much more of a pleasure to drive. Well, there's a connection there. I mean, to the road surface, you get some feel coming through the, the steering wheel into your hands. It's really, really important. And I point out that we are, uh, that's the prison. Oh, oh, good. That's where they're going to send me when they, <laughs> when I get my next speeding ticket. comes alive a little bit, right? comes alive. It just wants to be a sports car. Right. It doesn't want to be a family car. And if I were to drive this way with my daughter in the back, I would, I would, it would be like a criminal act. You know, I just think this car is absurd. So with a fully optioned, I'm creeping towards a hundred grand for a car that it cannot be driven the way it wants to be driven, right? For, for, I mean, that's the rational argument. I mean, isn't there something worth celebrating here? I think it's only usable if you have a, uh, a pre-adolescent son. <laughs> and then that's the kind of person for whom this car is ideal. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And that's a six-cylinder. Let's find the massaging seats here. like to go fast. Yes, it does. I do like the seats, Eddie. They're, They're exceptional. They are good, aren't they? These are some of the best seats I've, I've, I've sat in the car. Let's do the activated massage. Yeah, give me a hold of the sound. Okay. Pulsating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we the, were um, saying last night we don't want to go too far deep into this menu. You'll never know what you'll find in the massage section. I will say this about the interior finishes is actually kind of amazing. This is beautiful, right? Yeah. You have this cool carbon fiber weave here going across the whole instrument panel. You have this kind of Super Bowl style screen that goes from the uh, digital gauges to the control kind of message center. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's totally over the top, but you know, if you're paying this much money, it away. is very bank faulty, I will say that about it. It's crazy how well made it is. I think that that's really where Mercedes 
who beats everyone. But there is much to be said about the Mercedes handling, too. For a big, heavy car, it sure likes to boogie. You could do some serious donuts in this car, is all I have to say. <laughs> donut, just to end all donuts. <laughs> but, Knowing the Germans, they probably get this. You probably have four kinds of donuts you could do in this car. Yeah, you could do a crawler, you could do a. <laughs> a Boston cream. A Boston cream. <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't be a Boston cream, it'd be like a Heidelberg cream. <laughs> right. Some kind of Bavarian nicety. Right, exactly. So what we have here in the Mercedes AMG is something that's excessive for kid duty. It's too nice. You don't want applesauce getting smeared on the leather. You don't want goldfish dust ground into the carpets. As much as this Benz is a thing to covet, it is not the rational choice. And I'm trying to appeal to Malcolm's higher instincts here. My initial impression that it's a jackass mobile is confirmed. <laughs> it is. It has nothing to do with children. You wouldn't put a child in it. The child would, would, would the minute it got dirty, you'd be horrified because it's so gorgeous. You're, you would drive way too fast. Your partner would be screaming and every time you took a corner, like at an appropriate speed. It, just everything about it is like, it's just wrong. I'm oh even, yeah. I mean, but I'm not even sure. That compromise back, uh, rear area is also bothering me. I'm not, just not convinced I can fit so much stuff in it. Well, yeah, it's it's really about the driver first rather than the kid in the back, right? Yeah. <laughs> not for the kind of parent you want to be. Not for the kind of parent I want to be. The Mercedes-AMG GLE 53 failed to seduce Malcolm. He saw right through it. Parenthood 1, high buck Euro SUV, zero. Next up is our minivan, and the newest entry to the segment, the Kia Carnival. There are only five minivan models on sale in the U.S. right now. So this Kia Carnival is a great representative of the current state of the minivan circa 2022. Um, all right, let's take a look at this, okay. at this, at this gorgeous... Now we're, we're in Kia country. And it is gorgeous not only for a minivan, but by any measure. It's just a very well-resolved piece of industrial design. The front grille is seductively concave. You want to reach out and touch it. The overall boxiness is diminished by some very careful surfacing. There's a huge L-shaped spear of textured metal flanking the rear glass. It has the effect of making the Kia look long and low more SUV than minivan. And that's just the outside. The inside is where the real action is. Because minivans are about the passengering, not the driving, we started Malcolm off in the second row. Oh, we've got the captain's chairs. Okay, make yourself comfortable. Now, it has been years since I sat in a minivan. And uh, I must say that I, the, the first delightful thing is just how kind of airy and bright and the greenhouse, as you as you guys like to say, right? Yes. I feel like I can see out. I feel I have, I can surveil my kids in the back seat. Yes, and there's an intercom system in this vehicle. No. So you can yell at them and they can yell at you. Wait, there's an intercom There's system. an intercom system. So oh, they if they're can, in the third row, I can like keep them in line. Yeah, they can bark orders. What kind of, 
so the third row is really a kid a kid row. It's a kid row, and it's not. Well, these are the kind of deluxe business class chairs. Yeah. I handed Malcolm a laminated placard. It described how to operate the business class style recliners in the Kia's second row. This particular model, which is the top of the line carnival, um, it's really about the second row seat. And a funny thing about the second row seat, it's kind of a Korean cultural thing. That one next to you, that captain's chair, that's where the chairman sits. And he can stretch out. And this is where the interpreter sits or the secretary sits. So he or she has to sit all the way up. Oh, I see. So the the front passenger seat sacrifices their foot room for the chairman in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's nice. You can, uh, I think, recline this one, too. Oh, the, the chairman's chair has got a footrest? I think both of them do. Ed, are you going to take, take me for a drive in Let's this? do it. Yeah. But you have to be reclined. You have to be in the... <laughs> I would like to be called Chairman Malcolm for the duration of this drive. Since <laughs> I'm in the chairman's seat. I put my daughter in the third row, in the car seat back there. Sure. Or the second row next to you, so you can monitor her. I don't understand the, as a new parent, the obsession with monitoring the child at all times. I mean, if once they're strapped in or in a crib, I understand if they're free ranging, but like, why do I need to have round the clock surveillance of this kid if they're already in what is essentially a prison cell, which is what a crib is, right? It's a prison cell. Yeah, and we really have to keep our eyes on our kids is, for some reason. I know, this massive nanny state. Okay, hold on. Um, do I want my daughter to be in a car that has a chairman's chair? Like, what, what message am I sending? Her? I think you're preparing her for the real world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the reality of her life, where she, what, is going to be, be, always be at the bottom of the hierarchy, and like, there's always going to be a chairman lording over there. No, things. I think she, she could be the chairman. She could be the chairman. I'm telling my daughter, you, can, you two can grow up to be a chairman. And get used to what it feels like, yeah. I'm going to make a series of ill-advised corporate uh, decisions while I'm in this chair. <laughs> okay. We're Let's off. roll it out. Tell and me. I want, your, um, I want your professional perspective on engine handling drive. Remember how I drove some 600 miles from Detroit to Hudson to meet Malcolm? I did it in this minivan. Ten and a half hours in this thing. Plenty of time for me to mentally catalog its pros and cons. The pros, the comfort, the space, the calm, and the straightforward nature of the infotainment system. The cons, well, not many. The one thing that I did notice on the highway was getting blown around quite a bit. It was uh, a little a little bit like a spinnaker on the highway, but that's because it just has a very broad broadside yeah uh so it, it acts sort of like a sock that's uh, because you're also cutting across the windswept plains of the midwest <laughs> that's right over here in the northeast we don't have that issue that's true those big open prairies so i was uh I, but you know i felt very kind of in control the whole time there was a there were a couple moments where i felt like the steering was a little laggy, that the body control, you know, wasn't that great. Um, but it's encouraging you to drive at a stately pace. Exactly. You know, it was very happy at 80 miles an hour. It's not the quietest thing, but 
it's pretty darn nice. And look, Malcolm, it's got the Super Bowl screen. It's got the same thing as the Mercedes. Oh, right, it does have that big, vast. I do like um, how great the uh, visibility is. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, the engine's a little coarse. It's no Mercedes six-cylinder. But, you know, it's fine for what it is. And it got out of its own way pretty quickly. You know, when you drive it, you'll see it's... it's it drives pretty small. It doesn't feel like a big honking Look, minivan. There's smoky. your smoking. There's your friend. He's always sitting there. <laughs> Although I would think you're pretty. Uh, aren't you pretty cop-proof in this car? Peace yeah, officers, they don't such pull over. Such a great over. point. Such a great point. They do not pull over minivans. Yeah. You know, especially ones that are sort of road-colored and just blend into the background. It's not an arrest me kind of car. It's like... Unlike every other car that I drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's maybe the issue. Maybe we have to get you into something that's a little bit more low-key, understated, and cop-invisible. The, the thing is, you know, it's like, this isn't a fun car to drive. This is a boring car. This is a, you know, it's, it's comfortable, but it's boring. It's like a government job. And it's a vehicle that a public servant might be able to afford unlike the Mercedes. This Kia, all optioned up, is about $46,000. It's a little more than half what the Mercedes costs. But we're not comparing apples to oranges here. We're trying to find a lifestyle. I'm actually kind of loving it, though. I'm reveling in the vastness of the interior. This thing is larger than the living room I had in my first apartment in New York. <laughs> right. Look, I can look back at you. I've got the passenger view. Most minivans have video screens on the back of the front seat headrests to keep the kids occupied with movies or shows. You know, Teletubbies, Baby Shark, Reservoir Dogs. The Kia goes one screen further. The central screen in the Kia's dashboard converts to a kitty monitor and displays the goings-on in the rear. Oh my God, that? that's kind of freaky. That is great kid surveillance right there. Look at that. You got the, like, the fisheye view of your kid. You can see into their lap. It is the surveillance state comes to the minivan. <laughs> Chairman Malcolm emerged from the private plane comfort of the rear seating area and took the wheel. Actually, I don't, I, you were saying it's, I like the, uh, I love the seating position, the uh, driving position. It's, it's kind good, of Lord of the Manor. Yeah, it's... I think you, if you dri drive it in a leisurely manner, you'll never hear the engine, sort of the engine harshness and... Right? Yeah, you just keep it under, right. under wraps. That's the funny thing. The, the GLE goads you into using all of its performance, whereas yeah. this sort of says, you know, maybe, maybe don't. This says take your time. <laughs> Eddie, the more I drive it, the more I like it. Yeah? What is it about it, do you think? I, um... First of all, I, the, the greenhouse is spectacular. You can see everything. I like the sort of uh, captain's chair driving position. I like how it encourages me to drive in a modest, unassuming <laughs> manner. <laughs> I don't know. I like its kind of uh, insane practicality. It is. It's like that's the insanity of it. It's it's weird in its own, like, it's super committed to 
just being a, a place where people are comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a living ex- room on wheels. That's all it wants to be. And I have no problem with that. It knows what it wants to be. It's honest about it. Yeah. It's fully committed to, like, being boring and kind of static. I don't even know if it's it's boring. I felt like I, you know, it encourages me to think of myself as a kind of the male protector of, you know. <laughs> it's so, um, it's very grown up. And at the advanced age of 58, maybe it's time I got a grown-up automobile. <laughs> I've never had one before. Yeah, it forces you to think about yourself more differently. I mean, do you feel more virile in it? <laughs> I, I feel like I could have seven or eight children in this automobile. In our running family car tally, the minivan scores a needed point. So we're now at Parenthood 1, Minivan 1. Dead even. So how does the station wagon fare? We'll find out after the break. I'm Eddie Alterman, and this is Car Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients. Each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something 
beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. The last car on our journey is the station wagon. I'm thinking maybe it'll be the sweet spot we're looking for. Like our minivan segment, the station wagon lineup is small. By my reckoning, there are only nine wagons on sale in the U.S., and I'm counting the Porsche Sport Turismo models with their little hatches grafted onto the backs of the Taycan EV and Panamera sedans. So the Volvo really does stand in for the market as a whole. But I chose the Volvo because it is sensible, beautiful, and not ostentatious. It is not a sports car replacement like the Porsches. But it sure isn't the refrigerator box on wheels that Volvo wagons used to be. It comes across as both seductive and responsible. The thinking person's utility vehicle. But it does try to draft in the SUV's wake a little bit. Like the vast majority of today's station wagons, the Volvo V90 Cross Country has been ruggedized. A little jacked up like an SUV with plastic fender cladding and all-wheel drive. Still, its sleekness and subtle curvaceousness cannot be denied. It has glossy brown paint and big silvery wheels. Everything flows from one contour to another, both outside and inside. It's more calming than crunchy, more design within reach than REI. And it is our last vehicle under consideration. I feel like this vehicle matches your aesthetic sensibility. Well, the interior is lovely. Uh, it would be destroyed by a child in, you know, one week. The seats are swaddled in soft brown leather with white stitching. A band of open pore walnut wraps around the dash and down the center console. A thin spear of brushed aluminum follows it. High Scandinavian sophistication. The ride on this uh, car is quite nice. It's like soaking up the bumps. Long wheelbase, you know, um, pretty stable ride. It feels planted. I've always felt these things drove a little big. They felt like they're a little bit bigger than they are. I don't yeah. know what your, your take is on that. It doesn't quite have the grandeur of the, uh, of the Kia Carnival. <laughs> My initial thought is, if I'm going to go family hauler, I should go all in. This seems to be a tweener. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lack of the third seat. So I can't have two children and have this car. No. No. So right right away, I mean, like, so why don't I just get a, why don't I just get a nice sedan? Pretty much. I mean, does this offer me, I mean, I have my Cadillac CT5V, right? Man, he loves that thing. Anyway, we stopped briefly to examine the cargo hold in the Volvo and found it surprisingly small. Yeah, I don't, um, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with this car, but I don't understand, I don't see how it, it does not solve the 
the question I'm trying to answer, right? Doesn't answer my question. My question is, how do I effectively move around a young family and all the stuff that comes with it? This is, this is a beautiful automobile that doesn't resolve that for me. Mm-hmm. This is a style statement. Yeah. Think about the Volvos that you know you grew up with, and compare them to this. How would you characterize that? Well, it, the ones I grew up with had that pleasing, obvious solidity. They were tanks in the best sense of the word. Um, I mean, if we drove them today, we would think they were ludicrously underpowered, but they didn't seem that way at the time. They were very, they were self-consciously utilitarian. Yeah. They were about Swedish socialism. <laughs> this is a capitalist car, totally. right? This is, like, this is about the, the transformation of Sweden as much as anything. Though this V90 wagon seems impossibly Swedish inside and out, Volvo is now a Chinese-owned brand. Geely, out of Hangzhou, bought Volvo from Ford back in 2010. This is a Chinese car. It's a Chinese car. But I mean, it would only have been, you know, this is, Sweden of the 70s is the most kind of ostentatiously egalitarian society on earth. So there was not an ounce of frippery in any of those old Volvos. This thing is like, I feel like I'm in like one of those exquisite modernist hotels. Yeah. This is sort of the son of that Volvo, the, the sort of Edsel Ford to the Henry Ford. This is yeah. the, uh, you know, um, this is the kid who grew up rich and has really exquisite taste and is a little more louche. No, there's no question it's the handsomest of the three interiors that we've seen, right? Like, who would buy this. This is for a, a couple with no kids who loves to ski, who, you know, has, you know, really exquisite taste. He's a retired ENT specialist from Boston who now lives in Great Barrington in Western Massachusetts. She is a curator at an art gallery and they have one grown daughter who works for Goldman. They don't really talk to her. <laughs> and I think they take this car from their home in Beacon Hill out to Great Barrington every weekend. The Berkshires? Yeah. And they go to what? Uh, not Canyon Ranch, that's too sort of. No, they go to like that, you know, the Lennox, what's it called? The, uh, there's a classical music festival. Right. They go to. Um, I think that's what this car is for. And they try to do some antiquing, but are frustrated with the size and shape of the cargo area. <laughs> no, Eddie, they're not. They're going antiquing. They're not taking the piece home. Someone's delivering it. Right. No, they didn't How, even right. know that it was possible to take to pick it up yourself. How basic of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so. I don't think. I think the. Um, I think the cargo area here is, uh, is, symbolic. I mean, it's good, but it's, you don't actually, you're not hauling firewood in the back of this car. It's vestigial, right? Yeah. It's like a, one of those prehensile tails. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's just there to signify something. My favorite quote ever, S.J. Popeil, father of Ron Popeil, who is the man who invented the pocket fisherman. Someone once explained to him that the pocket fisherman, which was a fishing rod that you could put in your pocket, didn't actually work. And he said, <laughs> it's not for using. It's forgiving. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like <laughs> that describes a lot about this car. 
It's a pocket fisherman on wheels. It's a pocket fisherman. So, we've driven all three. One's too overpowered, one's too mock functional, but one's just right. Looks like we have our verdict. As someone who's obsessed with cars, I think, you know, that your choice of a car is a, you're making a statement about yourself. The way that the music you listened to in the 70s and 80s was a statement about who you were. It isn't anymore, weirdly, but it was back then. So I'm very self-conscious about my car choices. It's why I've gotten rid of cars that I loved because I didn't like what they said about me. I don't, I'm not a, the Volvo is for, is for someone whose kids are grown and gone. Yeah. And who's retired. Neither of those are true of me. Um, and the Mercedes is, I am not a hedge fund guy with the weekend house. That's right. what that is. That's what that car is, right? Right. It's a jackass car. It's it's just, a, it makes a statement. I mean, it's a beautiful automobile, but it's just not. The GLE, and I, I think this is true of all performance SUVs, there's something inherently dishonest about it. You don't make a performance car ride that high or have that much weight. You know, a performance car should be something else. And likewise, uh, a wagon that doesn't have a really useful cargo hold, what's the point? Get a sedan, like you were saying. Yeah. I'm reminded in driving the Merc in um, my other favorite magazine, Car Magazine. I love Car Magazine. They used to have those little capsule reviews of each car sold and written in the back. I've always remembered the one they had for the the really big Rolls Royce, which was out of my way, little man. <laughs> and then, and, and um, the, the Merc is very out of my way, little man. It's like, it's really, you know, uh, it. I feel like it's out of step with the with the, with the or maybe ma- or maybe perfectly in step with the moment we're in right now as a society. And as a result, I want to run as far as as fast as I can from it. It's sort of what Jay Gatsby would drive now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind right. of thing. So I can't I can't do that one. I really I don't know if I've ever driven a minivan before. This really? Moment. No, I don't think I have. My first ever minivan drive. And I'm, this is a great moment. This was an, an important moment for me. What I didn't understand is, although they're big, they drive small. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was the revelation? Is there these things are? I feel like I can park it. I mean, maybe it's just a, again a perception, but I feel like I can park it anywhere. But the minivan is that's that's who I am right now. And I love that you're honest about it. The minivan is honest. It's not trying to be something it's not. It's trying to be a great family hauler. It's trying to be a box on wheels, a utilitarian solution, instead of cosplay. It made me want to drive all the other minivans out there and kind of try my luck. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think now we feel like we're pointed in the right direction and we can find the right minivan. Yeah. It's the right kind of vehicle at the right time in this new father's life. Not to mention the right place. We're in upstate New York. We are not in Bavaria. We do not have an Autobahn. We do not have compliant police officers. And we're not stowing all of our kids' stuff at the chalet, right? <laughs> right. We're, we're taking it with us. We're, we're, we're in America. We're yeah. driving minivans. Yeah.
Car Show is written and hosted by me, Eddie Alterman. It's produced by Sam Dingman, Jacob Smith, and Amy Gaines. Our editor is Jen Guerra. Original music and mastering by Ben Tolliday. Our executive producer is Mia Lobel. Our show art was designed by Sean Carney and airbrushed by Greg Lefevre. Our patron saints are Lital Malad and Justine Lang. Special thanks to Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carrie Brody, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Jason Gambrell, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, Morgan Ratner, Nicole Morano, Mary Beth Smith, Jordan McMillan, Isabella Narvaez, Maya Koenig, Daniela Lacan, Jake Flanagan, and extra special thanks to Malcolm Gladwell and El Jefe Jacob Weisberg. Car Show is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you love this show and others from Pushkin Industries, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted listening for just $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.